Every kid has that one gift they want more than anything for Christmas. This is the story of mine. Bookends? They have baseballs on them. I see that. No, not those. Nintendo. A maze of rubber wiring and electronic intelligence so advanced it was deemed not a video game, but an 8-bit entertainment system. No Nintendo in my house. I second that. Looks like a no-go on Nintendo. I needed a Christmas miracle. All right, welcome to Insight Flicks. On this episode, we're going to take a look and review 8-Bit Christmas. This is a new Christmas comedy for HBO Max that was released a couple days ago, or like a week ago. And uh, Rich, tell us the, 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 the synopsis of the film. In 1980s Chicago, a 10-year-old sets out a, on a quest to get the Christmas gift of, the, his, of his generation, the latest and greatest video game system. I guess it's the first Nintendo. Yes, this is all about the Nintendo Entertainment System that was a big hit in the 80s, late 80s. Uh, who's the director of this movie, Rich? Michael Dowes. And it, it, this was based on a, a book who also wrote the screenplay. Who, who's the writer of this? Uh, Kevin uh, Jakubowski? Uh, Jakubowski? Okay. Kevin Jakubowski. And uh, tell us who was in in the cast. Well, the only uh, real names on board are Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Steve Zahn, uh, June Diane uh, Raphael, and a little cameo from uh, David Cross. And the kid, the main kid, who was that? Uh, Winslow Fegley. All I right. Think. That's him, yeah. Okay, let's start with Raymond, because uh, I think you're the only one who really have a positive reaction to the movie. Let's hear your thoughts on, on the film. Yeah, um, well, I mean, go. I guess when I, fir I, I mean, first heard about this movie, I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, hmm. I think when I f actually first saw the trailer for this, I didn't even I didn't even know if it was a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was almost like a, just like a, a, a YouTube video that just showed up out of nowhere, like a, a parody or something like it. I really did not think this was real. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't until I started to see like TV spots and I think I saw a poster for it and I was like, wow, so th this is actually a real movie. <laughs> you thought maybe it was a joke online or something, some kind of prank or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like almost like, you know, like, uh, like they used to do those like college, maybe not college. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, those like, uh, Adam McKay and, uh, Will oh, Ferrell funny or die type of skits. Yeah. It felt mm -hmm. like one of those things. So you, you thought like and, the trailer was maybe a parody of a, of a, of a, of a really crappy comedy or Christmas comedy. I thought it was supposed to be like, uh, basically like a, a, a mixture of, um, of uh, you know, a Christmas story and the Fred Savage movie, The Wizard, and and that's kind of what the and that's kind of what the movie is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a Christmas story mixed with the Fred Savage movie, uh, The Wizard. But um, I don't know. For myself, I personally didn't hate the movie because it felt like uh, well, it didn't really feel necessarily like a, a family film to me. It felt more like a children's movie. Mm -hmm. It felt like a movie for children. And it felt like a movie that I probably would have enjoyed back when I was in kindergarten, which is kind of like the, the you know, target audience for this movie. And unlike you know the movies that of of this genre of this ilk that I used to watch when I was a child, this one was actually pretty well made. I thought it was actually well directed. There was some really nice cinematography in the movie, and um, the cast was 
excellent, including the kids. I thought the, the kids in, in this movie were all really, really good. Um, a criticism I actually had of the movie was I, I kind of wish that the movie had focused a bit more on the kids' personalities. Because uh, there was like, you could tell they were kind of trying to do a thing like, well, this is this kid's, you know, the smart one. This is the, the rich kids, mm. the nerd. This is the tomboy. Yeah. But they didn't really go into that a bit more. They could have maybe done like a little bit like a Christmas little rascals type of thing, but they didn't, they didn't quite go that route. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I really, I thought the cast was, was everyone in the cast was really good. I didn't, I didn't really have any issues with any of the performances in the movie. And again, it's just it was just really well made, very good cinematography. Uh, I actually think Michael Douse actually works really well in uh, in the children's kind of format because mm. his last his last two movies um, I thought were actually two of the worst movies you know of, of you know of the years that they came out. His last two movies were Stuber, the uh, Kumail Nanjiani and Dave Bautista comedy. And uh, the movie he made last year was Coffee and Kareem starring Ed, um, Ed Helms. Yeah, Ed Helms. And um, both of those movies are horrible. Like, they're, they're, they are so bad. <laughs> and, and I like Michael Dallas. Like, he made, um, you know, Goon, which I thought was a, a really solid, like, R-rated comedy and um, uh, R-rated sports comedy. And then, uh, you know, he, I, I, he did, like, the Food Bar movies, which I don't love, but I respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I respect that those, those were his roots. But I mean, he. It, I mean, like, the, yeah. I mean, I don't want to k- keep uh, spending too much time on Stuber and uh, <laughs> Coffee and Cream, but those movies are just awful. And I was, I was really impressed that he was even able to uh, make something that was, uh, even, in my opinion, even just watchable. My biggest criticism of the movie really is, um, uh, you know, besides that they didn't, you know, delve in more into the kids' personalities. My biggest criticism is I just think the movie's too long. Mm. I think it could have been like uh, 15 minutes shorter. I, the movie is about wow. an hour and 35 minutes, an hour and 40. It, it could have been 120. It didn't need to be. <laughs> it didn't need to be this long. But, but I mean, it was fine. Like I said, I, this is the type of movie I would have enjoyed when I was in kindergarten, and it, it's much better than the ones I watched when I was in kindergarten. Well, I certainly agree with you that there is a lack. Oh, of- and also, also before I pass it to you, <laughs> it's also much better than. Uh, the last kind of children's a children's Christmas movie of this ilk, which I think was Paul Feig's Unaccompanied Minors, and that movie is a complete abomination. I mean that that movie is awful. This is a huge improvement over that. Yeah, like I was saying, I think I think there is a. I agree with you that there is a lack of Christmas comedies that are good. I mean, I think the last great Christmas comedy was Elf, and that was actually yeah. a lot. That was like almost what. That was a long time ago. Actually. I was a child when that came out. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I think there's still there's still like there's a there's a vacuum there for anyone to really kind of come up with a really good Christmas movie. I, I don't think this movie is it. I think this movie is just filled with nostalgia. But uh, Rich, what's your thoughts? I mean, this is, supposedly this is probably right, right up your alley. I mean, the, the 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 nostalgia that they they target here is something that you should. Feel connected to. I mean, this it's is more like you're. It's more you, Mike. I mean, I know. This is like the, the characters are like your age. No, yeah, me and Rich definitely. But I mean, I want to hear Rich's thoughts before I, I'll say something. But yeah, I mean, you should have at least connected to some of the the inside jokes or whatever. Or did you? Maybe you did. Uh, no, but I knew where they were coming from. Um, but it it, it was just too ridiculousness. It was the uh the kids the 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 big old kids hang uh, hanging out in front of the rich kids house uh the crowd growing in and that was just 
stupid and <laughs> with, the, with the janitor it's himself oh that he's, that was even more irritating um it's nickelodeon but, humor. yes it is very this that's exactly what this film is this is very nickelodeon and and uh, i uh, as far as the director goes i kept waiting for i loved it's all gone pete tong uh, that's the second his film first, right yeah wasn't one of his first films i always um I'm always waiting for something just as good from Michael Dow's. And uh, from now on, I'm pretty sure I'll never see it. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I know what they're, the feel for this film was a lot for like, they did compare it a lot to a Christmas story hmm. and it does steal a lot from that along with um, um, uh, Rob Reiner's uh, Princess Bride. Uh, but you know, the, the, you know, the, the old- or, uh, once upon a Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yeah. And I, I didn't like the, I didn't like, yeah, the Nickelodeon humor and, and, and the kids itself, I, the, the main kid, Winslow Fegley, I didn't, I thought he, they should have, they should have switched that kid with the, uh, the other kid, the, the liar kid, the, that liar kid was a lot more, um, um, uh, uh, like appealing to me. I mean, I, that's the that's the kid actor that I like to would see to, like would um would like to see carry this film. Mm-hmm. Um, the sister, I have no the, complaints about any of the kids. I thought they were. I could see any of them carrying it really, but the sister I was really impressed with. She she delivered her lines and um and 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 I thought she did really well for her for her age and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Steve Zahn was fantastic, but you know um, they made him you know, crappy lines and yeah, I uh, thought he was a little too over the top. <laughs> yeah. But they, that's what he, what they written for him. And, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, even, uh, uh, Cyrus Arnold, the, uh, the bully, uh, yeah. Man, the mini just, Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. There's bullies, there's bullies everywhere. I mean, uh, especially in the youth, but that was just totally, totally off the wall. And, and the um any bully who would steal money you'll that's the last you'll see <laughs> I mean, well, let me ask you this about the 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 kind of the inside jokes or you know these these references to the late 80s did you find those to be kind of like genuine or you know authentic no no <laughs> i mean the N- nintendo itself is uh has a orange gun uh, and the orange <laughs> and white gun that didn't come out till like later on and uh, the first run nintendo's were the gray ones uh, <laughs> but um but it feels like there was a mi- uh, like a like a like a mishmash of of so many kind of uh 80s references let, let me ask There's you no mention though, no mention of no mention of all of atari mm-hmm. someone should have had like well uh, i mean come on N- nintendo mm-hmm. was, was so much cooler but, uh, but oh, yeah, but someone, I mean, but, uh, but regardless of that, regardless of that, I, w- I wanted to uh, ask you guys something because wh- when I was watching this movie, I mean, clearly this is supposed to be appeal to the kids of today, the children of today. And while I was watching the movie, I kept thinking, well, like, oh, they're, they're probably using this whole Nintendo angle, this whole Nintendo nostalgia angle, because it's supposed to kind of mirror the popularity of like the Nintendo switch today. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was kind of, cause I wasn't, I wasn't around, you know, in, in the eighties. And I'm, I'm curious, like how, how, how was it, was the demand for the Nintendo this big or was it this like po- this big of a, this popular of an item with, with children of the, the era? I, I know you had one, Mike. I mean, like with, 
Oh, yeah, all yeah. the kids want to come over and play? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was replacing the quarter machines. Um, you you, would lose, then, like, all you would lose all like, your allowances to playing, you but, know, regular quarter but, machines. They would all the well, like all the kids at the school like want to like come over if, if like you had one or something I think like that. We definitely had friends. Yeah. I definitely well, at least I definitely have friends who I would go to play video games, you know, in their house, and they had Nintendo, and we would go, we would trade a lot of their cartridges, you know, like mm. go, you know, particular games. That w- that's a big so, thing, but I don't remember like having a big. Uh, uh, I don't remember, you know, the big sale for Nintendo Entertainment System. You know, I do remember like the the phenomenon of the Cabbage Patch doll, which yeah. they they play that plays into this movie. I, I, do, I, I like that with the David Cross. <laughs> you know, but the thing is that, well, you know, knowing us, we're not from you know, we didn't, we didn't have money, you know, so we didn't mm-hmm. have. We had we didn't have our Nintendo. We had Com- Commodore sixty four. We didn't have like the big brands. We had like kind of the cheap ones. Like uh, we didn't have. I got the Nintendo. Yeah, I uh, thought you had. Nintendo. Yeah, but it wasn't like the first generation or anything. It was a kind of after. It wasn't. After the it fact. wasn't. That long, it wasn't that long off. It was. I got it for Mike Tyson's punch out and stuff like that. So it was. Just, um, yeah, but also yeah, and I don't think a lot of people had probably first generation because they just sold out, right? I imagine. I'm guessing. Uh, I think. You know, was, how hot? That, how hot of an item was it? I don't remember, but mm-hmm. I remember Super like, Nintendo. Super Nintendo when that like, came you know, out. Like, that was a like lot the harder. P, like the PS5 now. Like you know, you have to like be on like digital lines. Like you, you, you arrive mm. in the store and they're not even there anymore. Like was it was it that type of situation for like the Nintendo where like people waiting in lines like to to get it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't oh, know probably. about a Nintendo, but Super Nintendo definitely. Okay. Um, no, but, probably right. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same thing with the Sega Genesis. Same thing with the games. I mean, themselves. Uh, but it's just you know, it's just like anything and that's new. I mean, just like the Apple iPhone. I mean, remember when the iPhones came out? I mean, mm-hmm. there's lines for that for days as well. I mean, when, right, the, right. when the new ones come out. Well, uh, I, but now nowadays, no, there's no such thing. Well, definitely when it when it when it comes to like the the rush of Christmas, you know toys and uh there was huge lines for that stuff so a lot of these toy lines uh these newer new toy lines would come out during christmas and you know people would go crazy for them mm-hmm. and i do remember the catch uh, the, the 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 garbage or the the the, the cabbage patch cabbage kids. patch kids being a huge one where it, people literally would fight each other for in the aisle because every all, every young girl or every young kid wanted one and mm-hmm. uh, uh, that is all true, but I don't particularly remember the Nintendo stuff. But it doesn't matter. I mean, that's I, I, some of the other kind of references in the movie didn't feel right to me, or didn't feel like it. It was it was kind of just playing off the nostalgia too much, and I don't think it was. It what didn't were really the, f- What were some of the other references in the movie? Like well, that didn't. Well, one particular reference that I took note was that uh, there's you know there's a part in the scene or there, there's a part in the movie where. Um, the kids are on a uh, raffle drive or whatever they they're yeah working. for the wreaths. Yeah, they need to sell uh, as many wreaths for Christmas. So in order, which to- I remember, I remember that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had I to, have, I had to even do that. <laughs> but it's mostly candy. It was mostly it was always used to be candy, right? right. But the the thing is that um, one of the kids, as their pitch to 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 sell these things on, on you know, going door to door, the kid mm-hmm. said something about. Uh, 
remember, uh, do you are do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or something like that? Something that's mm-hmm. that's the reference, right? And that yeah. wasn't that was not the part of the conversation in in the eighties. We didn't think Die Hard was a oh. Christmas movie, and it it was only after the fact when when Die Hard would play. I'm surprised and, that bothered you <laughs> because it, it, that that's the thing that stood out. But it was a lot of things like that where I felt yeah. this doesn't okay. feel okay, well, like. Let me let me. I I don't disagree with you. But let me give you my perspective on on that sequence because I I, I kind of like that line, and the reason <laughs> I like that line is because I felt that mm-hmm. kid was supposed to mirror to today's general uh uh you know kids that watch r-rated movies because that mm. that was like whole oh. kids, that was that kid's okay. gimmick that was that kid's gimmick you know he was he was the kid that watched movies okay i see what you mean yeah yeah that's true that was his thing there yeah but i i i yeah. saw it i saw it as a, just an, another example of the of people kind of mixing nostalgia with you know what really happened in the late 80s plus Another reason I really didn't find myself entertained by this movie is that this was set in Chicago, mm-hmm. and and I just rewatched the original Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and although the original Ghostbusters took place in New York, most of everyone in that cast are, are either from from Canada or from Chicago. Bill Murray was, is from Chicago. Uh, Harold Ramis is from Chicago, and those were kind of the. Those are the comedians that uh, were the big, big time. The, you know, Chicago comedy had a, a certain style, and this doesn't feel to me like Chicago, particularly that Second City type of Chicago. So, Steve Zahn's. It was, for, it was supposed to be Chicago? Yeah. 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 So, Steve Zahn's yeah. feels out of place for me. The the mother, uh, you know, the, the kid's mother, June, who's played by June Diane Raphael, that's her name. She feels mm-hmm. out of place. Yeah. You know, they should have really got some more Chicago in uh, comedians, and 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 and, sp- and particularly Steve Zahn should have like mirrored himself after someone like someone like Bill Murray or someone from these these Chicago uh, classic comedians, because there there's a specific style, and that's the thing that also kind of bugged me. But I yeah, I, for whatever reason, and I should I should be able to really connect to this movie because it was talking about essentially my childhood because i grew up in the late 80s and i just didn't have a connection to it it just felt very yeah, phony I to me th- i think i think a big part of the reason why you didn't have a connection to this is because the children's movies that you watched when you when you were growing up were very different than this you know what yeah. i mean yeah, so yeah yes that's true i mean so I, I i i think that's why this is really kind of in many ways more meant to appeal to people like my age because children's movies were were like this when i was a kid and just of kids of today because children's movies are are still like this and actually in many ways even worse (laughs) 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 in many cases worse yeah so um um i don't know where where i was going with that (laughs) well you you did mention before we recorded that you think like if if you look back at uh a christmas story you know the the the, because i think oh yes yes yes. this this tries to be inspired by that film at least trying to borrow a lot from it yeah and you you were saying that if you if kids today just would not connect to that movie yeah no because yeah because the thing is i i didn't I didn't see Christmas story when I was growing up. Um, I didn't see Christmas story actually until just a few years ago. I was like probably like 25 years old when I watched it for the first time. And um, I thought it was really good. But when I was watching it, I was like, I don't, I don't understand how this is supposed to be a children's movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, 
I, I was I kept thinking to myself like if I were a little kid I don't know if I would like this because like I I you know when I was a little kid I was I remember watching like Home Alone on Christmas and stuff like that right I love that stuff but that you know truly has like a children's movie sensibility and I actually remember when I watched um, a Christmas story the first time I kept thinking to myself like I remember how uh, uh, Home Alone received a lot of criticism uh, from critics and stuff yeah. because that movie was kind of like. Uh, very dumbed down compared to what children's movies like were before. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, um, and I feel like children's movies now are, are, you know, took it a step even further than home alone or even more dumbed down. But, uh, Oh, where was I going with this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me, let me ask you this, you know, uh, because you saw Christmas story like a couple years ago, do you think that there, there were, there was this kind of nostalgia or this kind of really loving, uh, ideal of this of his father and that family i mean it's to me I, I haven't seen chris's story for a very long time so i don't, don't remember but i don't re- i mean this this movie feels like is really trying to capture uh, a certain um you know they're trying to look back at this uh, this this time with foggy uh, uh glasses right or rosy color glasses and i think with with christmas story they were actually making fun of 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 that generation that kind of you know, post-war generation, and and it was a little you more. Think sati- so? I think it was a little more satirical. Now it's not as much as sat- it, it wasn't. I, a, a, I didn't get that. Well, maybe I maybe I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Uh. I'm just thinking as the co- comedy back then, there were, there were more satirical back then when it comes to kind of that social kind of. Um, you know the, the the social norms of the of the of the sixties. You know there were you know although there were like very big nostalgia pieces like let's say Happy Days or something like that. But I think that movie you know because that was done by Bob Clark. I think he was trying to. It was partly nostalgia and was partly also making a maybe a satirical take on that on that type of um, yesterday type of family, you know. But I don't know. I haven't seen it for a very long time. I don't know what's your, what was your take on that movie. Do you think it's just on, pu- on Christmas Story? You think it was purely just nostalgia? No, not at all. Um, I think I think it's 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 just um. It's just a story, and it happens to take place in a certain time, and they try to depict it, depict it as honest as possible. Okay, you, you know what I mean. Okay. I, um, I, but but like but like I was saying earlier, like, I I thought a Christmas story was actually a a, a pretty mature family movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not mature, but mm-hmm. like uh, you know, it, it's not like you know, um, uh, Jim Carrey's The Grinch or you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and. And, and it's not like home alone or something like that. It's, 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 I would probably compare it more to like, um, uh, like what is a miracle on, on 34th street or something oh, like okay. that, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or, or may, may, maybe even that's a little more, a little too childish, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, what, but I, this is, this is the, this is the thing about eight bit Christmas. I think the filmmakers behind this movie tried so hard to really paint a really kind of rosy colored picture of the eighties. And it, it just, feel, that's why I, I didn't connect to it. Cause it didn't feel real to me. And I thought, I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be even rosier than it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought, I thought the way they were going to handle it also, uh, I thought it was going to be handled very rosy, but also very kind of, um, uh, almost satirical. Mm-hmm. I thought the way they were going to handle it was almost going to be like a, like hot tub time machine. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like very over the top and, and like, you know, just like a cartoon basically. Mm-hmm. 
and I and I was surprised that they didn't handle it that way. They handled it more just um, I don't I don't know, just more as an excuse, really. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's a setting that has uh, colors, I guess. <laughs> There was really no no real reason rhyme or reason for it. Um, I just I just thought it was gonna be worse. <laughs> well, this is a, this I was surprised that it was based on a, on a book, and the, the, me too. The, uh, that makes me think that maybe this was kind of the the reason why this existed is because of the success of something like Ready Player One. And I thought yeah. maybe maybe there's, there's something about these kind of nostalgia pieces where it's kind of only based on this kind of uh, loving depiction of the '80s or this, you know, you know, because I would have I would have loved this movie if they would just kept it kind of more serious. But then again, like you were saying that um, that wouldn't be a, a kids movie <laughs> at all. It's, but I mean, would that be a bad thing? Because this, this is clearly supposed to appeal to people your age. Well, then I, you know, it's doing well. With it wouldn't critics, be a bad, It wouldn't be a terrible approach to make it like a, a like a, a more kind of family film approach, and I mean family film like in the vein of like um, maybe a mixture of Christmas Story and, and Home Alone. You know, keep it a little goofy, also not uh-huh. not, not as serious as Christmas Story, but um, you know, for today's audiences. But um, but yeah, I mean this this, this is like a this is like I was saying earlier. This is like full Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point, but I think it's doing pretty well with critics. I mean, it's not like a total. I mean, I think it's doing like. Well, a, I mean, cr- cr- critics are a lot softer than when than what they used to be. I mean, no, I think they're they're really are, are responding to that nostalgia stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like going back to what you were saying about the Chicago feel. I mean, when I think about Chicago, I think about like, of course, John Hughes films, and yeah. the, the, and and um, I, I would, I was just hoping they went more with them, um, like even John Hughes, um, uh, um, the uh, European. I mean, not European. The uh, Christmas uh, Vacation, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, um, Adventures in Babysitting, which was also based in Chicago as well. Mm-hmm. And those two films are more of a Chicago type and kids movie and like involved with, with kids as well. But this one, um, it just, you know, honestly, l- that, that it, we could probably blame on, on Michael Dallas, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. But, uh, yeah, the, the writing itself, I mean, it, it is, they just, it was just, um, it's fake. Yeah, it was yeah. fake. It was, it was it's, just it's, fake. It's, yeah, it's definitely not our tastes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean the movie has five screenwriters. Mm, yeah, it was just you know it's just uh, uh, yeah Nickelodeon. It's very Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a good way to put it. Uh, Raymond uh, or Rich, whoever wants to grade it, let's grade it. Myself, I would give it a, a like a D, um, but um, knowing that it's not for me. I'll probably just give it a C minus because it's, it's still watchable, especially if you're young. I mean, it, it's it's fine for what it is. But it's really, for it's me, pretty well made actually. I mean, the cinematography. I, I mean, this is, is is really good. I mean, who, let me let me look that up really quick. Who did the cinematography for this movie? Um, I should have ha- I should have had this all looked <laughs> ready, but, but I don't. Sammy Ane- uh, Anea, I guess he's best known for. Um, uh, nothing you heard of. Uh, uh, oh no, the void. The void? Oh, is, okay. did he do? Um, did, did he do? Um, 
what was that? Uh, Psycho Gorman? No, right? No, no. Oh well, he, well, he works with those people though. So he's like more mm-hmm. like he's more like a horror guy. Uh, the Void, the yes, Man Seeking yeah. Woman, which is a series that you liked, Raymond, right? Yeah. So he did some some TV, and he, yeah, The Void was a horror movie. So something that totally out of his uh, out of left field for this guy. But yes, uh, yeah, it, it, it is a good looking movie. I will give him that. I'll give you that. Uh, mm-hmm. Raymond, how what was what would how would you grade this movie? Well, I'm actually. Uh, I, I guess I mean I guess kind of the opposite for for Rich. Uh, I mean for for myself, the movie's kind of like a like a, a C minus. Before its target audience, I think it's like a C plus. Okay. So yeah, yeah go C plus. Yeah. Uh, I was I'm, I'm going to give this a D plus. It's not it's a movie not for me, uh, but it's also a harmless film. I think people will be be totally fine to watch this with your families for Christmas. It's it's a it's kind of a harmless film. Well, it's that's why it's there. <laughs> it's right there. It's so it's uh eight bit Christmas is now available on an HBO max. You can stream it right now. All right. Uh, if you want to hear our past episodes, they can go to where can they go, rich? Well, they can find us on YouTube and, uh, they can also hear us on, uh, iTunes, uh, Google podcast, the Amazon music, um, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and you can find all our links at InsideFlix.com. All right. Thank you for listening to InsideFlix. All right. Bye-bye.